We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know that this episode ended up being rather long, so we decided to break it into two parts. In this first part, I'm going to focus on how to strategically decide who to hire to have the biggest positive impact on your company and specifically on your business's income. And then in part two of this episode, we're going to talk more about the logistics of how to bring that first person on board when you don't have the budget. So if you need some help figuring out who you should hire, then keep on listening. On the other hand, if you already know exactly who you need to hire and you're just wondering how you're going to pay for them, then you might want to skip on ahead to the next episode that will be more about how to afford them. Okay, with that being said, let's get on into part one of this episode on how to delegate when you don't have a budget. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode. My name is Gillian Perkins, and today we're going to be talking about how to delegate when you don't have a budget. So first, let's just get clear on what exactly delegating is. It's simply entrusting or assigning tasks or responsibilities to other people so that you don't have to do everything yourself. This could be done by assigning tasks to subcontractors or by hiring employees or simply by asking people in your network to help you out with some things. And why would you want to delegate? Well, quite simply because it can allow you to work less and earn more. You can accomplish a lot more if you have help. And if people are doing some of your work for you, then you won't have to do quite as much. Now, chances are you understand the benefits of delegating and you're eager to do it. But, and this is a big but, you can't. Or at least you might think you can't because you don't have the budget. You're not alone if you're just barely scraping by each month, making only enough to support yourself. Honestly, that's the fate of most entrepreneurs. And the thought of bringing someone else on board, essentially just another mouth to feed, might sound scary and maybe even impossible. It's kind of a chicken and egg problem. You know you need help if you want to grow your company and your revenue, but you can't afford to hire someone with your current revenue. So in today's episode, I'm going to help you overcome this problem by showing you how to make a strategic decision about exactly who to hire to give your income the biggest boost. And we're also going to discuss the logistics of how to bring this first person on board when the money just isn't there. First, though, let me tell you a little bit about some of my first experiences trying to grow my team. The very first time that I ever tried to hire someone to help me was way back when I was teaching music lessons. At the time, I was working as a freelance music teacher, and I knew that I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to switch from being just a freelancer to actually being the owner of a business and having other people work for me so that we could serve more students and so that I could make more money. And 
specifically, the reason why I decided to hire someone was because I was pregnant with my first baby and I didn't want to lose the students that I had while I was taking maternity leave. I knew that I wanted to take some time off and I didn't want my students to just have to wait for me and maybe find another teacher in the meantime especially since I knew that down the road, I was going to want to work on hiring more people and doing more with my business. I thought that this would be the perfect time to try it out since I had a need anyway. So I did a little bit of digging, some research, and I put out the word that I was looking to hire a music teacher. Now, if we want to get specific here, I put job postings up on a few different websites, including Craigslist, because I found that Craigslist can be a good place to start if you're looking for some help with something and you're not quite sure the right place to look. And since this was my first time hiring someone, I definitely didn't know exactly where to look. Like I said, I put some job postings on other websites as well, but I didn't get much of a response there. However, I did have several people reach out to me via the Craigslist posting and say that they were interested in working for me and teaching music lessons to my students. I'll be the first to admit that this whole process was quite awkward, especially because it was my first time doing it. I didn't really feel like a boss and I didn't feel like I had all that much confidence and talking to people about working for me felt straight up scary. But like I said, I was in a little bit of a pickle because I didn't want to lose my music students and I needed to find someone to help me out while I was on maternity leave. So I sucked it up and I just charged through that uncomfortable feeling to work on finding the right person for the job. I talked to some of the people who had submitted their applications and I scheduled a couple interviews. Now, if you've ever tried to hire someone before, then you probably know that a lot of the time you get a lot of very unqualified applicants, people who just aren't the right fit for the job. And that was definitely the case this first time around. In fact, it was the case more so than it typically is because, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. And so my job posting definitely wasn't as clear as it could have been. I didn't communicate very well what I needed. So I interviewed a few people and most of them did not seem like the right fit at all. But I did find one person who seemed like almost the perfect fit. She was a mature music teacher. She was very talented at what she did. She seemed like a great communicator, a very responsible person, and she had reliable transportation. There was just one thing that was holding me back from hiring her. And that was that she lived kind of a ways away. She lived about an hour away from where the work needed to be done. And in my mind, this was a pretty big problem because personally, I wouldn't want to drive an hour to do this work myself. But I talked to her about it extensively and she assured me that it would not be a problem at all. She told me about how she was from a more rural area where everything was far away. So she was very used to driving long distances and the drive really meant nothing to her. So with that problem theoretically being solved, I decided to go ahead and make my first hire. So I hired this music teacher and everything seemed to be off to a great start. She started teaching a few of my students. A couple weeks before I went on maternity leave, the students said that they really enjoyed working with her and everything seemed fine. Until just a couple weeks after I went on maternity leave and I had entrusted all of my students to her, when one day my phone started ringing off the hook. All of the students whose lessons were scheduled for that day were calling me to ask where their new music teacher was. 
as you would imagine, I was rather stressed out by this because I was a brand new mom and I was dealing with everything that goes along with that. And now my livelihood was suddenly at risk and I had a bunch of people who were to some degree unhappy with me. I was also rather worried about the music teacher and wondered where she was and what had happened to her. And it turns out I had a good reason to be worried because it turned out that she had gotten into a car accident on the way to teach these lessons. Fortunately, she was all right, but it was a little bit traumatic. And the trauma only continued over the next week or so as she continued to have more and more problems. All sorts of weird things were cropping up. Everything from getting into that accident to having her wallet stolen to losing her phone and not being able to access the schedule that she needed to access in order to know which student to teach when. To put it lightly, her work for me was fraught with problems. Now, of course, I felt bad about this, but I also felt stressed out because, like I said, I was dealing with being a new mom and I was trying to deal with being a boss for the first time in my life. And it just wasn't going very well. Not too long later, this music teacher ended up quitting on me. And now I don't blame her for this at all. But it still was quite a stressful situation because the way that I made a living for myself was at risk. I had all of these students who had been counting on me to deal with the situation. I had assured them that they would continue to receive lessons while I was on maternity leave, which in retrospect wasn't something that I necessarily needed to do. But since I had made that promise to them, I was now letting them down. To cut to the end of the story, the music teacher did completely stop working for me. I ended up cutting my maternity leave rather short, going back to work just four weeks after having a baby. While this wasn't the end of the world, it was stressful. All right, so that was my first experience hiring someone. As you can see, it didn't go so well. But let's move on and talk about the second time that I tried to hire someone. Um, and to be clear, this isn't the second time I ever tried to hire someone because after hiring that first music teacher, I did go on to hire quite a few music teachers very successfully who worked for me for years. Um, and it ended up being a totally fine situation in the long run. But the next time I was hiring someone for the first time was when I had started a new business. It's when I'd started my online business. It was a very small business at the time. It was just my blog and I was offering marketing services to a few clients and I decided to make my first hire for this new company. That first hire I was going to make was a VA or virtual assistant. And there were a few reasons why I decided to make this my first hire. First of all, I simply wasn't making as much money as I wanted to make. And I blamed that to some degree on the fact that I was a little bit overwhelmed with running the business. And I thought that if I got some help, then I would be able to accomplish more, grow my business more quickly, earn more money without having to overwork myself. I thought I just needed some help. Beyond that, I had read a few books about hiring virtual assistants, and it really sounded like the perfect solution. These books painted hiring a virtual assistant as easy and like a magical solution to fix all the ills in your business. It sounded pretty good to me. So I proceeded to try to hire my first virtual assistant. It was difficult. 
Uh, I looked around on a lot of different websites that helped you to connect with virtual assistants. And in some of the books that I had read about hiring virtual assistants, hiring an overseas virtual assistant was actually recommended for the reason that people who are working from other countries because of exchange rates and because of the economies in different countries can often be hired for very low rates. Well, the minimum wage here in the U.S. is often somewhere between $10 and $15 per hour. In other countries, there is no such minimum wage. And in fact, earning $5 or $7 an hour can be much better than the wages that they could earn from a local job. So I thought that this sounded like a great opportunity to be able to give someone else in another country a job and get some work done for my company at a very affordable rate. So after looking around, I decided to hire that first virtual assistant. Almost immediately, I could tell that it was not going to work out because there was just too many communication issues, and I realized that I needed to find someone else. So I tried hiring a few more virtual assistants, but every single time, the same thing happened. Hiring these virtual assistants was nothing but a waste of my time and a suck on my profits. It cost me money to employ these people, and even if it wasn't very much money, I was on a tight budget. My business wasn't earning very much yet, and so every dollar was important. I also was trying to hire these people to save me time, of course, but I found that managing these people took way more time than it was worth. I had to spend so much time spelling out to them exactly what I wanted them to do. And then more often than not, the work wasn't really done to my satisfaction. Now, whether this was due to my poor communication skills or their lack of ability to do the work, I'll never know. But the point is the work didn't get done and I often had to end up doing the work again myself. So the whole thing was quite a failed experiment. After trying for a few months to find the right VA, including trying to work with some VAs that were located in the U.S. where I live, I finally gave up. I decided it was better to just be a solopreneur to do the work myself and to get the results that I really wanted. Okay, so I know that right now it might not sound like I'm really making the best case for hiring people for your company or for delegating tasks at all, but just hear me out because I'm going to get to the good in not too long here. Let me tell you about the third time that I made my first hire. So this was about a year after trying to hire those VAs. My business had grown a fair amount and I started making YouTube videos. Now at this point, I was attracting more clients to my business and I had increased the amount of content that I was creating. So I was working a lot more at this point and I was also making a little bit more money. At this point, I realized that one of the things that I was spending most of my time on was editing videos. Now, editing videos is something that I relatively enjoy, and it was a very important thing that needed to be done in my business in order for me to continue to make YouTube videos, which was quickly proving to be a great strategy for growing my company. So I knew that I wanted to do it, but it was taking so much of my time, and I realized that of all of the things that I was doing, it was one of the things that was the most straightforward to outsource. Because while it's true that editing videos is rather technical work, it is also work that is very easy to communicate what you want. And it's work that's fairly straightforward. I realized that if I wanted to take my company to the next level, then I was going to need some help. And while hiring a VA 
previously hadn't worked out very well, I felt that this task might be an easier thing to outsource. And it turns out I was right. After a relatively short and easy hunt, I found a few different people who seemed to be skilled at editing videos and like they could really save me some time. So I picked one of these video editors and I hired them. Now, when I hired them, I hired them for just a few hours a week to edit just a few videos for me. And it was definitely experimental at first but it quickly proved to be a successful experiment. I found that by outsourcing the video editing, I was able to save a couple hours of my time every single week, which freed me up to work on other aspects of building my business. So let's take just a moment to think about and kind of analyze what happened in each of these different situations and why some of them didn't work and one of them did. The very first time I tried to hire someone, I think the main reason why it didn't work was just because it was really my first time. I didn't know what I was doing, so I didn't very clearly communicate who I wanted to hire. And I think that it was practically doomed to fail simply because it was my very first time hiring someone and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I also don't really think that there is anything wrong with that. If you're thinking about making your first hire, just be aware that it might work out great, but it's okay if it fails because even if the hiring process itself fails in some way, you're still going to learn a whole lot from the process. And long-term, if you want to grow your company by hiring people, then you'll need to get this first step out of the way at some point. So you might as well jump now. The second time I tried to make my first hire, the reason why it failed was because I was trying to hire someone for a very general role, and it's difficult to find someone who is skilled at several different things. It also didn't work very well to try to hire someone overseas because of the communication barrier. Finally, it didn't work because I went into it with the wrong mindset. I was just trying to get work done for cheap, and I wasn't so much looking for quality. I was just trying to find the cheapest person who said they could do the work for me. I needed to shift my mindset and be ready and willing to make a bit of an investment into my company for the long-term results that that investment would earn me. With that third first hire, when I hired a video editor, it worked for a few reasons. First of all, because I had a little bit of experience hiring people at that point. Because I'd tried and I'd failed in the past, I was more prepared to succeed this time. It also worked because I had a very clear, specific idea of what this new hire was going to do for me and exactly the outcome that I wanted from them. And finally, I didn't try to go cheap. I really tried to find the best person for the job. Now, that's not to say that I wasn't still on a budget and I wasn't still looking for an affordable option, but that wasn't at the top of my criteria list. Instead, I was really looking for the person who would produce the results that I needed. In the rest of this episode, I'm going to be covering who you should hire to give your income the biggest boost, and I'm also going to discuss the logistics of how to bring that first person on board if the money just isn't there. But before we do that, we need to have one more important discussion, and that is a discussion about if you are ready to start hiring at all right now. 
The first important factor that will determine whether or not you're ready to start hiring is whether or not you are clear right now on exactly what your business does, who your customers are, and how you help them. If you try to hire someone before you are crystal clear on these different aspects of your business, then more likely than not, you won't be able to hire someone who will really help you make more money. If you lack certainty about what your business does, who you work with, or how you help those people, then you won't be able to really communicate to your new hire exactly what they need to do. And you won't really understand what that person can do for you in order to increase your income. So if you haven't gotten clear on that yet, then you'll need to do that before you should make your first hire. The second thing I think you should consider in order to decide whether you're ready to hire yet or not is whether you're consistently making sales each and every month. Now, in this episode, what we're really talking about is how to hire people if you can't yet afford to hire someone, or at least if you don't think you can yet afford to hire someone. So in this second question that I'm suggesting you ask yourself about whether or not you're consistently making sales, I'm not asking if you are yet making enough money to pay for the person you want to hire. I'm just asking if you're consistently making some sales every month. Because if you're not consistently making sales, then most likely you need to step back and first get your business really up and running fully before you start trying to bring on new team members. Far too often, I see new business owners in the same situation that I was in a few years ago when I tried to hire those VAs. I recognized that my business wasn't successful yet, and so I thought that I could fix the problem by hiring help. But the problem was that I didn't really have a viable business yet. Not only was I rather unclear about exactly what my business did, who I served, or how I served them, but I also simply wasn't consistently making sales. I didn't have the systems set up yet that were working for someone to come in and help me with. I didn't have proven products, I didn't have working marketing systems, and I didn't really have a proven track record of working with clients of this type yet. I was simply jumping before I was ready. Sometimes that can be a great thing to do, but with hiring someone, it's more likely to just be an expensive mistake if you try to hire people before you're ready. Now, this is a little bit different than what I was talking about earlier when I said it's good to hire people before you're ready to hire in the sense that you know how to hire people and you've hired people before. We all have to hire someone for the first time at some point if we ever want to hire anyone. So it's okay to hire if you don't know how to hire, but I don't think you should try to hire if your company just isn't ready for it yet. All right, so if you've been able to answer each of those questions affirmatively, you know what your business does and you are consistently making some sales, then let's move on to talking about who you should hire. Now, again, what you want to figure out here is who you should hire to have the biggest positive impact on your income. Because if your budget is tight, you need this person to quickly start paying for themselves. So you need your decision here to be strategic. You're running a lean operation and you don't have room for waste. Just to contrast this, let me tell you a quick story about a friend of mine who was hired by a company that clearly did have room for waste. Several years back, a friend of mine was hired by a repo agency. So a company that repossessed things that people had purchased and then for some reason failed to pay for. 
I think that when he first got this job, he wasn't even exactly sure what the job was or what it was going to entail. But what it did end up entailing was the company sending him all over the country to go repossess various items that had been sold to customers. The items he was sent after were all sorts of different things. Everything from office printers to vehicles. And here was the really weird thing about the job. This company paid to have him travel to different states around the country. And while he was traveling, the company paid to have him stay in nice hotels and also paid for all of his meals. And more often than not, the objects that he was being sent after were fairly small, inexpensive items, items that only had a value of a few hundred dollars. And the math really just didn't work out. We couldn't figure out how this company was possibly making a profit. Now, I think the reality of the only way this could work out was that the clients who were hiring this company to repossess these goods were paying them a pretty high rate. The math was still weird, but that's just an example of a company that had that wiggle room to be able to hire someone to do something that wasn't exactly earning anyone money. But I'm betting that in your company, that's not exactly how things work. In order to justify bringing someone on board and paying them month after month, they're going to need to be adding to your bottom line. So as you're working to make this strategic decision, the first and most important thing that you need to get clarity on is whether you need to hire someone to save you time or increase your revenue. Which of those two things is your highest priority? Because most people you would strategically hire are going to do one of those two things for your company. Now, let me just say before I go on here that if you hire right, most people you'll hire will actually do both of those things for you. They will save you time and also increase your revenue. But we need to focus on one of those two objectives when we're deciding who to hire. So first of all, let's talk about why you might want to hire someone to save you time. If you currently have as many clients or customers as you can handle on your own, then hiring someone to save you time could allow you to work with more clients, improve your business systems to make things more efficient, or even simply reduce your stress and free you up to enjoy your work more. So again, you might want to hire someone to save you time if right now you're maxed out with as many clients or customers as you can handle. Okay, moving on to why you might want or need to hire someone to help you make more money. Well, if you right now are consistently making sales, as I mentioned before, but you're not at all maxed out with clients, you could really use some more work. Then you need to hire someone to help you do the money-making activities, aka marketing, in your business. By hiring someone to help you out with your marketing, you'll be able to generate more sales and make more money, and you'll have more clients and customers to fill your time with serving. Okay, so now let's go back to what if you need to hire someone to save you time? What sort of person might you hire if that is the case? Here are a few different examples. First of all, you might hire someone to help you out with customer service. Maybe you're getting a lot of emails from your customers right now. You're spending a lot of time every single day or every single week simply responding to these customer inquiries and customer questions. Second, you might consider hiring some sort of admin support. Now, this could be a virtual assistant of some type who simply helps you with small admin type tasks. 
And finally, if right now you're maxed out with customers or clients, you might hire someone to help you actually serve those customers. Now, technically, this would be customer service, but it's a bit different than what I mentioned earlier. Customer service generally has to do with responding to customer inquiries and questions, whereas here I'm talking about additional service providers such as technicians or consultants or writers, other people who do what you do for the clients or at least do some part of the process of what you do for clients. Now, again, these are the type of people who you might want to consider hiring if right now you're maxed out with customers and clients and you need to hire someone who can save you time to free you up to actually work on your business or just so you're able to work less. Now, on the other hand, if you need to hire someone to help you increase your business's revenue and make more money, here are a few examples of people you might consider hiring. The first one would be a marketing VA. This is a fairly low-level employee who would help you with basic marketing tasks. They might help you respond to direct messages on different social media platforms or simply manage your social media posting. Whatever marketing activities you're doing in your business right now, this person could help you get them done. Beyond that, you also might consider hiring some content creation support. So unlike that low-level VA who helps you with marketing tasks, this person would actually help you create the content that you're going to share on social media or on your website, and they'll probably do more of the technical side of the work. For example, you might hire someone to manage your blog or to edit your blog posts or to write blog posts, or you might hire someone to edit your videos or even to help you create your videos or to edit your podcast episodes. All of those would be different examples of content creation support people. Another type of person that you might hire to help you increase your business's revenue would be a platform-specific marketing strategist. This type of person could be a Facebook marketing strategist or a YouTube marketing strategist, someone to help you plan your blog content, or someone to help you manage Facebook ads. It's someone who will help you figure out and execute your strategy for that platform. You also could consider hiring a platform-specific manager. So this is someone who could manage your Facebook page or your Instagram account or your YouTube channel for you. This person might not help you with the strategy side of things, and they're going to do a bit more than a marketing VA typically would. They'll typically entirely take care of that platform for you, but you'll need to create the content for that platform, and you'll also need to decide on the strategy. One final example of someone who you might hire to help your business make more money would be a marketing strategist or a marketing consultant. This could be the right person for you to hire if right now you don't feel like your marketing is really working. You're trying to figure out how to market your company. Maybe you're not consistently making sales and you need to find something that really works. This person you'd probably hire for a very limited period of time. Maybe you would work with them for just a couple hours per month, or maybe you would just sit down with them for a single session to create a marketing strategy for your company. Now, as I'm talking about these different types of people you could hire to help your business make more money, there is one very important word of caution that I want to share with you. Don't try to outsource your marketing. You want to hire someone to help you with your marketing or to help you 
figure out the best marketing strategy, but you don't want to completely hand over your marketing to another company. Hiring a marketing agency to completely take this aspect of running your business off your plate is always expensive and it almost never works. You really have to find something that's working first in your business and then hire someone to help you do it more and or do it better. I know it can be oh so tempting to want to just hand this off to someone else, especially if you don't feel like you're doing it very well or like you have the right expertise. But marketing is such a big and integral part of running a successful business that it's something that you really have to learn how to do if you want your business to be successful. You can't just hand it off to someone else because it's difficult. Okay, so at this point, we have gotten through talking about how to strategically decide who you should hire in order to have the biggest impact on your business's revenue. This episode is getting pretty long right now. So we are going to break this episode up into two parts. This will be the end of part one. And in part two of this episode, we're going to get into the real logistics of how to bring that first hire on board if the money just isn't there how to hire when you don't have a budget. So if that's something you could use some help with, then be sure to tune in next week for part two of this episode on how to delegate when you don't have a budget. Before we wrap this up, let me just remind you to be sure to share the Work Less, Earn More podcast with anyone you know who is an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur and would enjoy or benefit from this information that we share here on the show. Podcasts really only get shared by word of mouth. And so if you don't share the show, then it's more than likely that that person you're thinking of will never even hear of it and will completely miss out on everything that we're talking about. Also, if you haven't already, then be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and let me know you're listening by leaving a rating and review. Tell me what you like best about the show and what you want to hear more of in the future. That's all for now, but I'll be back next week with part two of this episode. Until then, take care and I'll see you then.